Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of lower extremity nerve entrapments found under the orthopedic section at MedBullets.com. Let's begin with the clinical snapshot. A 30-year-old woman presents to her primary care physician for left foot pain. The patient reports experiencing a dull ache in the plantar aspect of the left foot. The pain worsens when walking, especially when barefoot or when wearing heels. Her symptoms improve with rest. As the metatarsal heads are squeezed during the physical exam, a click is heard between the third and fourth interdigital space. This is a case of more neuroma. Let's continue with an introduction to lower extremity nerve entrapments. Remember that nerves of the lower extremity can be entrapped somewhere along their course. Let's discuss the entrapments of specific nerves in more detail. For the femoral nerve, the mechanism of entrapment can include diabetic amyotrophy as well as injury to the inguinal region or intrapelvic structures, such as from a gunshot or knife injury, as well as surgery. The presentation will include pain in the inguinal region, as well as hip flexion and external rotation that improves pain, dysesthesia in the anterior thigh or anteromedial leg, knee buckling and walking difficulty, and decreased patellar reflexes. Management includes symptomatic management in less of your cases, such as with the knee brace to improve stability when walking. For the lateral femoral cutaneous nerve, entrapment typically occurs below the inguinal ligament. Causes may include intrapelvic causes such as pregnancy, uterine fibroids, and abdominal tumors, extrapelvic causes such as trauma to the anterior superior iliac spine, or mechanical causes such as from prolonged sitting or standing. This is also known as moralgia parasthetica, and remember that it presents with paresthesias and pain involving the lateral thigh and anterolateral thigh. Management involves pain management with local anesthetic injections, gabapentin, and NSAIDs, as well as lifestyle modifications, which include avoiding prolonged standing. For the obturator nerve, remember that this is rarely entrapped. However, nerve compression can occur by the overlying fascia in the adductor compartment or from a direct mass effect by a tumor. It will present with medial thigh pain, especially with activity. There will also be sensory loss or paresthesias over the medial thigh, as well as adductor weakness. Management is with NSAIDs and lifestyle modifications such as activity modifications. For the saphenous nerve, compression can occur as it courses through the adductor canal, and it can be compressed more distally, such as at the medial leg. It will present with knee pain, as well as infrapatellar pain and numbness. It can be managed with local anesthetic injections or lifestyle modifications such as avoiding activities that aggravate the pain. For the common perineal nerve, it can be entrapped secondary to trauma, and remember that the most common location of injury is around the fibular head. It will present with impaired ankle dorsiflexion and dorsal foot numbness. Mobility and function can be improved by providing pain management as well as a brace, splint, or orthopedic shoes. For the superficial perineal nerve, the mechanism of injury may be secondary to trauma and nerve compression, as well as stretch nerve injury such as from repeated ankle sprains or from a fascial defect. It will present with vague pain in the dorsum of the foot. It can be treated with supportive measures such as pain management, physical therapy, and braces. For the tibial nerve, it is most commonly compressed distal to the ankle. This is also known as tarsal tunnel syndrome and presents with vague pain and discomfort in the plantar surface of the foot. Management is supportive with pain management and it is directed at the underlying etiology. And lastly, Interdigital neuritis is due to nerve compression at the level of the transverse intermetatarsal ligament, which is typically due to a benign neuroma. 
This is also known as a Morton neuroma. It presents with burning pain between the third and fourth digits of the foot most commonly. Management is supportive with wide shoes and low heels, with placement of a metatarsal pad, and with pain management. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to lower extremity nerve entrapments, let's walk through some questions to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For the first question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 27-year-old woman presents to her primary care physician for foot pain. The patient states that she has pain in her foot and toes whenever she exerts herself or is at work. The patient is an executive at a medical device company and works 60 hours per week. She is currently training for a marathon. She has a past medical history of anxiety, constipation, and irritable bowel syndrome. Her current medications include clonazepam, sodium docusate, and hyoscyamine. Her temperature is 99.5 degrees Fahrenheit or 37.5 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 100 over 60, pulse is 50 beats per minute, respirations are 10 breaths per minute, and oxygen saturation is 99% on room air. Cardiac and pulmonary exams are within normal limits. Examination of the lower extremity reveals 5 out of 5 strength with 2 plus reflexes. Palpation of the interdigital space between the third and fourth toes elicits pain and a clicking sound. Which of the following is the most likely diagnosis? And the answer choices are Choice 1. Inflammation and damage to the plantar fascia. Choice 2. Compression of the tibial nerve. Choice 3. Intermetatarsal plantar nerve neuroma. Choice 4. Damage to the trabeculae of the calcaneus. Or choice 5. Anterior talofibular ligament strain. The best answer to this question is choice 3. Intermetatarsal plantar nerve neuroma. This patient is presenting with pain upon palpation of the space between her third and fourth toes with an audible click upon palpation, suggesting a diagnosis of an intermetatarsal plantar nerve neuroma, also known as a Morton's neuroma. Morton's neuroma presents with pain that typically occurs between the third and fourth digits of the foot. Pain in a clicking sensation or sound can be elicited with palpation of this area. Morton's neuroma classically occurs in individuals who wear improperly fitted footwear in particular heels and cowboy boots. Treatment is rest, proper footwear, and surgical excision in severe or refractory cases. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Inflammation and damage to the plantar fascia describes plantar fasciitis, which presents with pain along the plantar surface of the foot that is worsened with activity and exercise. Choice 2. Compression of the tibial nerve describes tarsal tunnel syndrome, which presents with numbness or tingling along the plantar surface of the foot that can be exacerbated with tapping of the tarsal tunnel. Choice 4. Damage to the trabeculae of the calcaneus suggests a stress fracture of the calcaneus. This presents with pain over the heel that is associated with overuse. Choice 5. Anterior talofibular ligament strain suggests a diagnosis of a twisted ankle, and it presents with erythema, edema, and pain with inversion of the foot. Finally, a bullet summary. Morton's neuroma presents with numbness or pain between the third and fourth toes, and a clicking sensation or pain may be found on physical exam when palpating this area. For the second question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 52-year-old woman complains of a tingling sensation in her right leg in the post-operative surgical unit two hours after undergoing an abdominal hysterectomy for uterine fibroids. The operation was without complications. She points to her right thigh and calf when asked where she feels the sensation. She has a history of diabetes mellitus and hyperlipidemia, 
but denies any history of neurologic or musculoskeletal disorders. She takes metformin and atorvastatin daily. Her mother was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis at a young age. On physical exam, she has decreased sensation to pinprick and light touch on the anteromedial right thigh and the medial right lower leg. There is 2 out of 5 strength on right hip flexion and knee extension. Popliteal, femoral, and dorsalis pedis pulses are 2 plus bilaterally. Patellar reflex is decreased on the right. Which of the following is the most likely cause of this patient's symptoms? And the answer choices are Choice 1. Femoral nerve injury Choice 2. Fibular nerve injury Choice 3. L5 radiculopathy Choice 4. Obturator nerve injury Or Choice 5. S1 radiculopathy The best answer to this question is Choice 1. Femoral nerve injury this patient presents with post-operative right anteromedial thigh and lower leg paresthesias, a decreased right patellar reflex, and decreased strength on hip flexion and knee extension, which are indicative of a femoral nerve injury. The femoral nerve originates from the L2 to L4 spinal nerve roots and provides motor and sensory innervation to the thigh and lower leg. Injury results in the loss of sensation in the anteromedial thigh from the anterior cutaneous branch and medial lower leg from the saphenous branch, as well as decreased strength in hip flexion from loss of iliopsoas, pectineus, rectus femoris, and sartorius muscle innervation, as well as knee extension from loss in quadriceps femoris muscle innervation. A common cause of injury is from prolonged compression during surgical procedures, but other causes include a psoas hematoma, femoral line placement, aortic aneurysms, or tumors in the inguinal region. Diagnosis is primarily based on history and clinical exam with the focus on the neurologic exam. Treatment is primarily supportive as peripheral nerve injuries have a high rate of spontaneous recovery. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice two, fibular nerve injury typically presents with foot drop and loss of sensation between the first and second toe and the posterior aspect of the foot. Fibular nerve injury would not cause a decreased sensation of the anteromedial thigh or decreased strength of knee extension. Choice three, L5 radiculopathy occurs when there is damage to the nerve root, typically from degenerative joint disease of the spine or disc herniation. L5 radiculopathy causes back pain that radiates down the lateral leg and foot with sensory and strength deficits in foot dorsiflexion and eversion. This patient's symptoms are localized to different areas and do not follow a radicular pattern of nerve injury. Choice 4. Obturator nerve injury presents with loss of sensation of the medial thigh and decreased strength of the hip adductors. It would not cause a decreased sensation of the anterior thigh or decreased strength in knee extension. Choice 5. S1 radiculopathy presents with back pain that radiates down the posterior leg and foot with sensory loss along the lateral foot, weakness in plantar flexion and foot eversion, and a decreased Achilles reflex. This patient's symptoms are localized to different areas and do not follow a radicular pattern of nerve injury. Finally, a bullet summary. The femoral nerve provides motor innervation to the muscles of the anterior compartment of the thigh and sensation to the anterior thigh and medial leg and may be injured during surgical procedures. That's all for this review about lower extremity nerve entrapments. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on medbullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, 
We'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast.